first, let me tell you about your dog. Think of cute little puppy dogs. Think about how much you think about that face. Think about how much you want to eat that face up. Think about your dog and how much you love your dog. You want your dog to have the best and be the healthiest they can be. May I recommend you get Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's stuff you put on your dog food. Has all of the healthy stuff in it. You know, all the antioxidants, the omega oils, probiotics. You gotta have your probiotics. Oh my gosh. I fed them to the dog, honey. Through Rough Greens, and it makes a huge difference in your dog's life. Huge difference. Yeah, especially if you have an older dog. My dog's like 116 years old. Yeah. It does make a big difference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the fact that he gets up at all anymore, I'm always impressed Uno by. is, uh, what, just turned eight. And wow. he was even slow. I know. He was even slowing down uh, a little bit. And we thought it was normal. You know, we thought, no. We start feeding him Rough Greens six months later. He's a different dog. It's Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Boy, what a day it is in America. We're going to start with the things that Trump did right. As he is flying now across the country in the airplane, still called Air Force One until noon today. I think he should hear a grateful nation. He should hear the voices of people that said, thank you, Mr. President. I want to go through the list of of things that he did. You want to add something to it? Please do. 888-727 as we find ourselves on the day we inaugurate Joe Biden as the next president of the United States. We begin in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So, you silly Americans always driving around your little cars from place to one place to another eating chocolate donuts listening to your podcasts. You don't have care in world because if something goes wrong with car, you 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 have car shield in Mother Russia. We don't need car shield. Our cars have never worked. You know what I'm saying? When something goes wrong, car fixes you. Well, if uh, you like the Soviet Union and you what you do not like little cars that we drive around in. Oh no no no, the Volvo or whatever that thing is called over there. The Zill, that's what it is. It's, it's fantastic. It really is. Our cars are great, but now trying to repair them. Definitely not the Volvo. A Volvo? Mm-hmm. Volvo. 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 Mm-hmm. That's, that's what a it car. Was. Yeah, the Volvo. Volvus. Yeah. Something different. Yeah, when something mm-hmm. goes wrong, it just kind of drags its butt on the street a little bit just to get the... Anyway, mm-hmm. um, here's, what, uh, here's what you need to do. In America, it's almost impossible... To keep a car very long because of all of the electronics. In Mother Russia, we do not have electronics in cars. 
Oh, well, don't worry about it. Here in America, we probably won't have those for long either. Um, but if something goes wrong, it's usually really expensive. Car Shield will let you drive with confidence and let you drive your car till the doors fall off, which in Mother Russia is like 20 minutes after leaving dealership. CarShield.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 10% right now. CarShield.com. Promo code BECK. Deductible may apply. Welcome to Mother Russia. Oh, we've got... Holy cow, do we have a lot to share with you today. Um, the left is calling for an army of citizen detectives to spy on Trump supporters and report anything. Uh, the Democrats have pledged to fight the Trump rule that ensures that banks will allow service to Republicans. Ah, they're going to fight that one? Um, And it's an exciting day. It's an exciting day. Um, Because finally, finally, Donald Trump is gone. You know what I'm saying? And we now have a God replacing him. I don't know if you... I don't know if you saw any of the reports last night, but CNN with the lights on the reflecting pool and uh, MSNBC talking about how just, I mean, if I may quote Psalms, Biden's God. That was kind of what they said last night. We'll give that to you. But first, I want to start with Donald Trump. It is really sad that in his farewell address last night, he had to actually list his accomplishments because nobody in the media has. So we wanted to play it because we think Americans should remember that he did a lot of good for this country. Now more than ever, we must unify around our shared values and rise above the partisan rancor and forge our common destiny. Four years ago, I came to Washington as the only true outsider ever to win the presidency. I had not spent my career as a politician, but as a builder looking at open skylines and imagining infinite possibilities. I ran for president because I knew there were towering new summits for America just waiting to be scaled. I knew the potential for our nation was boundless as long as we put America first. So I left behind my former life and stepped into a very difficult arena but an arena, nevertheless, with all sorts of potential, if properly done. America had given me so much, and I wanted to give something back. Together with millions of hardworking patriots across this land, we built the greatest political movement in the history of our country. We also built the greatest economy in the history of the world. Mm. It was about America first, because we all wanted to make America great again, we restored the principle that a nation exists to serve its citizens. Our agenda was not about right or left. It wasn't about Republican or Democrat, but about the good of a nation. And that means the whole nation. With the support and prayers of the American people, we achieved more than anyone thought possible. Nobody thought we could even come close. We passed the largest package of tax cuts and reforms in American history. We slashed more job-killing regulations than any administration had ever done before. We fixed our broken trade deals, withdrew from the horrible Trans-Pacific Partnership and the impossible Paris Climate Accord, renegotiated the one-sided South Korea deal, 
And we replaced NAFTA with the groundbreaking USMCA. That's Mexico and Canada, a deal that's worked out very, very well. Also, and very importantly, we imposed historic and monumental tariffs on China, made a great new deal with China. But before the ink was even dry, we and the whole world got hit with the China virus. Our trade relationship was rapidly changing. Billions and billions of dollars were pouring into the U.S., but the virus forced us to go in a different direction. The whole world suffered, but America outperformed other countries economically because of our incredible economy and the economy that we built. Without the foundations and footings, it wouldn't have worked out this way. We wouldn't have some of the best numbers we've ever had. We also unlocked our energy resources and became the world's number one producer of oil and natural gas, by far. Mm. Powered by these policies, we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. We reignited America's job creation and achieved record low unemployment for African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, women, almost everyone. Income soared, wages boomed, the American dream was restored, and millions were lifted from poverty in just a few short years. It was a miracle. Stock markets set one record after another, with 148 stock market highs during this short period of time, and boosted the retirements and pensions of hardworking citizens all across our nation. 401ks are at a level they've never been at before. We've never seen numbers like we've seen, and that's before the pandemic and after the pandemic. We rebuilt the American manufacturing base, opened up thousands of new factories, and brought back the beautiful phrase, made in the USA. To make life better for working families, we doubled the child tax credit and signed the largest ever expansion of funding for child care and development. We joined with the private sector to secure commitments to train more than 16 million American workers for the jobs of tomorrow. When our nation was hit with the terrible pandemic, we produced not one, but two vaccines with record-breaking speed, and more will quickly follow. They said it couldn't be done, but we did it. They called it a medical miracle, and that's what they're calling it right now, a medical miracle. Another administration would have taken three, four, five, maybe even up to 10 years to develop a vaccine. We did it in nine months. Jeez. We grieve for every life lost, and we pledge in their memory to wipe out this horrible pandemic once and for all. When the virus took its brutal toll on the world's economy, we launched the fastest economic recovery our country has ever seen. We passed nearly $4 trillion in economic relief, saved or supported over 50 million jobs, and slashed the unemployment rate in half. These are numbers that our country has never seen before. We created choice and transparency in healthcare, stood up to Big Pharma in so many ways, but especially in our effort to get favored nations clauses added, which will give us the lowest prescription drug prices anywhere in the world. We passed VA choice, VA accountability, 
right to try, and landmark criminal justice reform. We confirmed three new justices of the United States Supreme Court. We appointed nearly 300 federal judges to interpret our Constitution as written. For years, the American people pleaded with Washington to finally secure the nation's borders. I am pleased to say we answered that plea and achieved the most secure border in U.S. history. We have given our brave border agents and heroic ICE officers the tools they need to do their jobs better than they have ever done before and to enforce our laws and keep America safe. We proudly leave the next administration with the strongest and most robust border security measures ever put into place. This includes historic agreements with Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, along with more than 450 miles of powerful new wall. We restored American strength at home and American leadership abroad. The world respects us again. Please don't lose that respect. We reclaimed our sovereignty by standing up for America at the United Nations and withdrawing from the one-sided global deals that never served our interests. And NATO countries are now paying hundreds of billions of dollars more than when I arrived just a few years ago. It was very unfair. We were paying the cost for the world. Now the world is helping us. And perhaps most importantly of all, with nearly $3 trillion, we fully rebuilt the American military, all made in the USA. We launched the first new branch of the United States Armed Forces in 75 years, the Space Force. And last spring, I stood at Kennedy Space Center in Florida and watched as American astronauts returned to space on American rockets for the first time in many, many years. We revitalized our alliances and rallied the nations of the world to stand up to China like never before. We obliterated the ISIS caliphate and ended the wretched life of its founder and leader, al-Baghdadi. We stood up to the oppressive Iranian regime and killed the world's top terrorist, Iranian butcher Qasem Soleimani. We recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. As a result of our bold diplomacy and principled realism, we achieved a series of historic peace deals in the Middle East. Nobody believed it could happen. The Abraham Accords opened the doors to a future of peace and harmony, not violence and bloodshed. It is the dawn of a new Middle East, and we are bringing our soldiers home. I am especially proud to be the first president in decades who has started no new wars. Mm. Above all, we have reasserted the sacred idea that in America, the government answers to the people. It is, it's an amazing list of accomplishments that most people, I would dare say, have not heard. It is a list that most people would listen to if you're on the left and say, not true. Those things didn't happen. Those things aren't true. They, they know things like the border security is true. And I think it's interesting that he brought that up as we have Honduras uh, and Hondurans, thousands of them, on the way to the border ready to claim their amnesty, which Joe Biden says he will give 11 million people amnesty 
in his first week. We'll talk about that coming up in just a second. First, day 20 of my weight loss regime. Dear Diary, spend most of the day working hair gel into a mop. Try to make it look like my own hair. I've fashioned a kind of mannequin by stuffing pillows into my own clothing, and the hair will put on the finishing touches. At midnight, I'll replace my own body with my stunt double. Scale the wall outside my window using tied-together bedsheets, even though I only live on the first floor. Finally, to be free and disappear into the night to seek out piles of fast food. My, fa- my plan is food. Oh, wait. I just found a built bar. Never mind, I'm cool. Love, Glenn. Built bar. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great. They taste like a candy bar. They really do. They don't. You know how these bars sometimes have that chemical aftertaste and you're like, okay, I can get maybe used to that a little bit. And the rest of them taste like a doormat. Not a built bar made with real chocolate made. I mean, I, I tell you, it is. They say healthier than your average uh, protein bar. I don't know how they do it because they're so good. Ton of flavors for you to choose from. Find your favorite today. <clears throat> don't give up on your New Year's resolution. Built Bar is the answer. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Beck. Get 20% off your next order. Promo code Beck for 20% off at builtbar.com. 10 seconds, station ID. We have a lot to cover. Alan Dershowitz is coming up in about 35, 40 minutes from now. Uh, We're going to talk to him about uh, the constitutionality of impeaching a president and removing him after he's already removed himself. By the way, did you see the National Guard went in to take him out? Man, they they he was hanging on to the doors of the Oval Office. He said, I'm not letting go. No, you can't get me out of here. SWAT teams had to go down. Didn't see any of this. Really? Seemed like he got on the plane. And left. And just left. Now, I'm pretty sure they grappled down and they had to get him, uh, get him to leave because he's never going to leave, you know. Uh, I want to take your phone call, Nate, in New Hampshire, uh, and talk to you today about um, the positives of Donald Trump. As you know, I was somebody who didn't support Donald Trump at the beginning and grew to really respect him uh, as uh, somebody who would follow through on what he said he would do. Nate, New Hampshire, best part of Donald Trump. Yes, uh, thank you for taking my call back. Um, I, I love your program. Thank you. Just wanted to say that um, uh, that I, I think the best part of Donald Trump is that he was very, very optimistic, uh, a very optimistic president. I just love that. And the, if I could say one more thing real quick, is that he didn't talk down to us, which I feel that a lot of uh, the Demo- people on the left tend to talk talk down to people, which I, I and I have to go because I'm driving. But thank you very okay, much. Thank you, Nate. Uh, I will tell you this, that I. Uh, are the roads that packed in New Hampshire uh, this morning? Aren't there like 12 people that live in New Hampshire? Uh, I'm kidding, New Hampshire. I know there's 15. Uh, Todd in uh, in Kentucky. I, I think he made a really good point, though. He didn't talk down to uh, to people. And anybody who didn't see that when he was when he was speaking, giving speeches that about fi- in front of big crowds, 
about 50% of what he said was a joke, you really missed out on a good time. You really missed out on a good time. Uh, Todd in Kentucky. Hello, Todd. Hey, good morning, Glenn. Uh, I've been listening to you for a long time. It's an honor to be talking to you. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, the first call that he had, he, he really hit the nail on the head. And, you know, we had a president that finally, you know, uh, he wasn't a politician. He wasn't polished, but he spoke his mind. He spoke what we thought here in, in middle America. And, you know, as uh, uh, my dad, I didn't serve in the military myself, but my dad, uh, served in Vietnam, uh, lost his leg. And one thing my father taught me, excuse me, I'm getting a little choked up, but, uh, is, uh, being a, a patriot and, uh, honoring our country. And, uh, Donald Trump really did that. I know the media and a lot of politicians have tried to portray him as someone who did not, but, uh, you know, I hope history will, will tell that tale. And, uh, I just want to thank you and, and thank the president for, uh, standing up for us and for America and, and for uh, and like you said, you know, I, 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 I've listened to you for many years, and I disagreed with you when you didn't uh, agree with President Trump at the beginning. But uh, that's what we should be able to do: is come together, even whenever we don't agree. Yeah, and that's what America is about: is is coming together. But right. I fear where we're headed with this new administration, and uh, you know, and uh, and how uh, our voices are going to be tried to be silenced. But. I appreciate uh, how you all stand up mm. for that and and for and for what uh, what President Trump has done uh, in uh, his four years. So thank you and and thank you to the president. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate that. Uh, I will tell you that uh, I hope to be able to uh, share a story that I received yesterday from uh, the CEO of my company Mercury and also of uh, the Plays. Uh, something that happened yesterday that is absolutely stunning to me. Stunning. Uh, and it is, it's a story of things to come. And we, you know, Todd just said, you know, and I thank you for standing up for us. I'm standing up for my own family, too. We're not doing anything, you know, because we're your protector. We're standing up for our own family. We're in this together. And we need each other. And I can't thank you enough for standing by me and this show all these years. And uh, the president says the best is yet to come. It is. The best is yet to come. But it's going to be a schlog to get there. It's going to be a difficult, difficult uh, time period. And it will get better, but it's going to get a little worse first, I think. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, how would you like to, every night, lie beneath the same kind of sheets that royalty have slept under throughout the centuries? Egyptian cotton, always been the gold standard in the bedding world. And I'm here to tell you from personal experience, the Giza Dream Sheets from Mike Lindell's company, MyPillow, are going to give you the best night's sleep of your life. They're soft, they're breathable, and they get softer every time you wash them. Yet they're strong, durable at the same time. Now, I want to talk to you about the Giza Dream Sheets. You can buy one, get one free, blah, 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 60-day money-back guarantee. But I will tell you this. Uh, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are under attack big time. Uh, they've been dropped now by Bed Bath & Beyond. I mean, it's, it's what's happening to companies and people that stood with the president. It's not good. It's un-American. But if you'd like to support them and buy a great 
product, get the Giza Dream Sheets now two for one. 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. And you can subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's inauguration day. We are going to be providing live coverage uh, beginning in hour number three. Uh, security high alert in Washington, D.C., Uh, This is the peaceful transition of power. But I want to talk to you about that. The peaceful transition of power. And I'm not talking about, I don't want to talk to you about the peaceful part. I want to talk to you about the transition of power from one administration to the other. I think this whole thing is misunderstood. Because power cannot be transferred in the United States from one administration to another because the power doesn't reside in the government. It's in the people. And it's still, no matter what anybody tells you about the vote or anything else, it is still the power is with you. The power is in you. It's in you, your friends, your family, your neighbors, your state. The government, it's only power is the authority that we give them. And what is that power we're supposed to give them? Why are governments instituted among men, according to our Declaration of Independence? Why are they instituted among men? To justly protect the rights that give us that power in the first place. Governments are instituted among men to protect our rights. This day should be peaceful. In fact, I think we should celebrate this day. We celebrate on Inauguration Day the principles that are espoused in the Declaration of Independence of the power residing in and coming from the people. It's what gives each of us our power, the rights given to us by God. God doesn't give any rights to the government. None. But God created people with certain inalienable or unchangeable rights. And they, in turn, create governments. And the government's function is to secure and safeguard those rights. Governments and government leaders are not endowed by God. We are endowed I'm going to give you a quote from a guy I find very, very wise. Deriving its just powers from the governed. Government becomes primarily a mechanism for defense against bodily harm, against theft, against involuntary servitude. It cannot claim the power to redistribute money or property, nor to force reluctant citizens to perform acts of charity against their will. Government is created by the people. No individual possesses the power to take another's wealth or to force others to do good. No such government has the right to do such things. The creature cannot exceed the creator. Unless we create a monster. The only transfer that is happening today is not of power going from Trump to Biden. 
It is that we, together as a nation, are requiring of our public servants that they protect our rights. The swamp wants you to believe that the power resides with them, with the media, with the organizations that are supporting this administration. But they can only take your power if you let them. And the first thing to stop them is to understand your own power. When Americans, and we share this with other Americans, when they finally understand the true form of power and government in our nation, then the president, be it Donald Trump or Joe Biden, will become less and less important in our lives. No president should ever have the power to frighten people. His own citizens. People, half the country was terrified of Barack Obama. The other half loved him. Half the country was terrified by Donald Trump. The other side loved him. May this president not terrify half of the country, not demonize half of the country, not divide us by race, by creed, by wealth. He says this is a day of uniting. Well, this will be the first day of his presidency. And as much as I don't like it, he is our president. And I'll say what I have said every day of my life, every inauguration day of my life. <sighs> he is all of our president. And the most important thing is, if he fails, we all fail. Now, that doesn't mean I want his policies to succeed. I will fight against his policies, anything, as I said, when Donald Trump came into office. I will support anything that is constitutional and right. I will not support anything that is unconstitutional or damaging to our country. I'm not going to give up my right to speak out, to petition the government. Don't let disappointment today or despair allow you to abandon your power, to forget your power. Anger is not power. It's weakness. Fear is not power. Hate is not power. Hope and faith is power. Engagement is power. Perseverance is power. We are stronger than the left. Not only because do I think there are more of us, but we are stronger than the left because we have been pushed up against the wall and the next few years we are going to be pushed up against the wall and thus we will question ourselves, our policies, our principles, and it will either destroy us because we will decide not to live up to what we believe and those principles or we will question those principles and have a deeper belief in those principles because we will understand them more. God has sent each of us to the earth at this time, not just to the earth, but to America at this time for a reason. I personally believe that God has saved for the final innings uh, some of his strongest children. 
That might be you. That might be your children. Might be your grandchildren. This is where we come in. This is where our children, our posterity come in. Never before have the forces of evil and the forces of good been so well organized and so well defined. I read the news today and I can't believe Americans believe this stuff. I can't believe that they can't see the difference, that they can dismiss the, what is it, 27 police officers that were injured last night and the uh, 11 that were killed I, I, in New York City on Martin Luther King Day. I, I, and the New York Times dismisses this mostly peaceful. No, but the Capitol, I believe what happened at the Capitol was wrong. I believe some of those people, a handful of those people, were seditious. They were taking power and the government into their own hands. They were going to decide what was right. It seems as though they were going to hold some sort of a trial after they captured and handcuffed leaders. That's wrong. It's wrong. Plain and simple. Clear. Wrong. A showdown is fast approaching. I don't want to be anywhere near the OK Corral. We have to choose to be on the side of light and good and healing and comfort. Otherwise, to not dedicate yourself to the light and to the good will mean that you will eventually find yourself on the side of darkness and evil. No choice is a choice. Not to stand is to stand. Where will you stand in this fight? How tall will we stand? At the end of this, will we have conducted ourselves with honor and integrity, the kind of honor and integrity that our founders did? The kind of honor and integrity that George Washington gave him such power because he was fair and honest and consistent and he lived those principles. And in the end, he was the most respected man in the world. How are we going to use the rights and the power that we have been endowed with? How will you celebrate that power today? Let me tell you about RecTech. Time to kick off the week by throwing something on the grill tonight. Yeah, I said week, not weekend. It's the middle of the week. One of the great things about RecTech, it doesn't matter when you decide to cook on it. It can be day or night, rain or shine, cold or warm. It doesn't matter because with RecTech smart grill technology, you just put the food on it and walk away. You can control and monitor everything from an app on your phone or a device uh, uh, that uh, you, know, you, you have there and you can just look it up. RecTech adjusts itself to what you need. So when you cook on a RecTech, you're going to get the tastiest cooked to perfection meals you can imagine. Meat that falls off the bone. 
Whether you're smoking, grilling, or even baking, the Rectech delivers perfection every single time. Solid, built like a tank, and if you A-B compare it with the competition, you're going to realize there is no competition. It's Rectech. Go to Rectech. You can follow them on social media. Sign up for the newsletter if you want. You get all kinds of recipes and everything else. It's a real community. It's Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q, at the end. That's a Q. Visit Rectech.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Tonight on Glenn TV. Glenn reacts live to Joe Biden's inauguration with special guests Megyn Kelly, Dave Rubin, and Allie Beth Stuckey. With America at a crossroads, where do conservatives go from here? Glenn and his guests answer the big questions facing our nation. Watch Beyond Biden's Inauguration, How We Save America. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. So I, I want to uh, just tell you, um, if, you're, if you believe this QAnon stuff, please don't. It's, it's just not true. It's exactly what Q said you would say. Right, I know. Mm-hmm. Well, he's busy making weapons for James Bond. So, oh yeah. Um, this is what they're this is what they're expecting today, according to QAnon. Uh, the inauguration will go ahead as planned on Wednesday. <laughs> Just get kicking this thing down the road, don't right. they? The indictments <laughs> will be unsealed on Wednesday morning, and arrest warrants will be issued. Once everyone's in place for the inauguration, the National Guard will be used to secure the perimeter of the Capitol grounds. Nobody in, nobody out. Marines will be guarding the tunnels underneath the Capitol building to stop anyone from escaping. As Biden comes out onto the stage, the Secret Service will detain and issue the arrest warrants on approximately 50 to 100 members of the audience, including Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, Obama, Clinton. And many of the indictments will include treason. They'll all be transported to an underground military base by Marines where they'll be tried for their crimes by military tribunal on live television. All televisions will automatically tune into this trial no matter what <laughs> station you set it to. All Wait. evidence of their crimes will be made public. If when this doesn't happen today, please stop. Stop. If... Please. I, it's amazing because you just keep kicking it down the road. They need to learn something from the global warming people. You need to say it's like 10 years out. Right. You need to always say it's 10 years in the future, no yeah. matter what is happening. And and at 10 years, you're like, well, there's been some things that slowed this down. So it's going to be coming in the future, maybe <laughs> probably 10 years from now. I mean, literally since the election, these guys have been saying that Donald Trump was going to be president the entire time. I mean, Donald Trump is on television saying he's not going to be president and yet these theories continue. I mean, at well, some is, point, I, I really believe Joe Biden's going to be two years into his presidency. And they're going to be saying Donald Trump is he's on a satellite uh, you know, orbiting Earth and he's ruling <laughs> from there. And they just are. This is a sham. I mean, it's never going to end. No. You just keep replacing the old predictions with new predictions. Stop. It really is amazing stop, how stop, this stuff gets stop, a hold of stop, people. Stop, stop, stop. It's because... There's a lot of things that are unexplained and no one is being held accountable for. Sure. And when you don't have trust in anything and you don't have a media that you can trust. I mean, I'm going to go over uh, later on in the program today, the list of things that not the big things, not the things, you know, the list of things that the media has said that were absolutely not true and proven later, but they stood hard on them. Well, they didn't come true. 
because they were lying. They were lying or they just trusted their own sources and they did everything that they say you do. And that is they just believe what they want to believe. Well, really, that seems like a human condition then, because there's a lot of people on both sides. The problem is you are controlling the the media. You're controlling what everybody hears and you're deciding what's true and not. I'm sorry. I'm not going to have people in the media decide what I can say or what I cannot say because they're wrong. A lot of the times you have no authority over me. You have no authority over me. Uh, by the way, uh, they're, uh, the FCC is already, they're talking about the new FCC commissioner uh, that is going in today, uh, will be looking at the fairness doctrine and enforcement of that. And the left is calling for an army of citizen detectives to monitor Trump supporters. Oh, oh, and Democrats pledge to fight the rule ensuring that banks will serve conservatives. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, and today, Biden plans to reinstate the rule allowing transgender students to switch bathrooms. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Built Bar, the secret to keeping both of my New Year's resolutions, which is eat healthier and uh, eat stuff that I really, really like. You know what I mean? Not usually possible, but with Built Bar, it is healthier than your favorite protein bar. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for keto diets. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Enjoy the healthiest thing you'll do all day today. Eat a Built Bar. Feel better about yourself because... Health has never been this delicious. Built Bar, better tasting than your favorite candy bar in many cases. Um, it, it's really amazing. 18 different flavors. It's got all the stuff in it that you're supposed to eat. Really healthy for you, and the taste wouldn't give it away. Uh, don't give up on your New Year's resolution. Built Bar is the answer. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BECK and get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code BECK for 20% off now at BuiltBar.com. Mr. Alan Dershowitz is coming up next. Uh, host of The Dur Show. The Dur Show. Uh, and uh, he's going to be talking about impeaching the president that has already left office. Can they do that? We'll talk to him next. Chuck Schumer has said that they are moving forward with a trial in the Senate of Donald Trump. They want to make sure that he can never, ever run again. Is that even constitutional? Can that be done? Uh, and also, is the president responsible uh, for the uh, legally responsible for the Capitol protests and the Capitol riots that happened? And also, one last question, if he has time, I want to talk to him about the suppression of voices. 
who defends those voices in America. We begin with Alan Dershowitz in 60 seconds. Let me tell you about Caden. Yeah, yeah. He lives in uh, Texas, writes about his dog's experience with rough greens. He uh, wrote into me, he said, my dog is a very picky eater. Oh, I know. The routine on that one. He said, or was. Most time he wouldn't eat uh, for a whole day. And now, now he's eaten every single meal since I started using rough greens. His energy levels are much higher. It's a great product that actually works. Thank you. Caden, Tell me how you really feel. I mean, honestly, if you're a dog owner, and especially if you have a dog that won't eat, this is not a dog food. It's what you put on the dog food. It's a healthy supplement. It's got probiotics and, you know, all the crap that you're supposed to have. Your dog's supposed to have it, too, and they love it. Uno was the pickiest eater ever. He's my dog. And just like Caden found, my dog wolfs it down now. Wolf, uh, I was going to call it wolf greens. It should be rough greens. R-U-F-F greens dot com slash back. Go there now. Uh, get your uh, your jumpstart bag for fourteen ninety five at roughgreens.com slash back. The host of the Dirt Show. Professor Emeritus at Harvard Law School, probably the most famous attorney of our generation. It's Alan Dershowitz. Welcome to the program. Alan, how are you? Well, thanks. I love doing the Dirt Show. All that's missing from my name is the wits, and the wits are provided by my callers and my viewers who ask me the hardest questions. So it's, you know, it's like a law school seminar. Uh, yesterday, we, you know, dealt with the issue of impeachment, what we're dealing with today on your show. Yeah. And whether the president was responsible. So all of the issues of the day we discuss, you can get it on any of the platforms, Rumble, YouTube, anything else. So please subscribe. Great. Um, so, Alan, we'll go over what you went over yesterday on the Dirt Show. Yes. Um, is this even constitutional to go after a president after he's been removed? Of course not. It's never happened in our history when Richard Nixon was removed. Uh, he resigned under pressure. He would have been impeached. But as soon as he resigned, they let him alone. They didn't go after him. Uh, the Constitution says the purpose of impeachment is to remove somebody. He's out of office. There's nothing left to do. It doesn't say you can impeach him to disqualify him for the future. It says if you remove him, you can then add disqualification. But you can't just impeach somebody to disqualify him if they could. They could impeach you and me because uh, we can run. I'm over 35. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I can run for president. Right. And uh, if, if, the, if the Republicans were to come up with a strong candidate for the next election, all they do is say, oh, let's impeach him. Let's find something and impeach him. The Senate can't try ordinary citizens. So once you're an ordinary citizen, you get tried only in the courts, not in the Senate. So it's clearly unconstitutional. So it's never been done even with non-presidents in the past. One case back in 1876, and they had a divided vote. It was the former Secretary of War who resigned on the eve of his impeachment, and they had a close vote, and they said, yes, they did have jurisdiction, and then they voted to acquit him on the ground that they didn't have jurisdiction. So it's not really a precedent either way. Okay. But even if there were a precedent, it would just be wrong. The Constitution doesn't permit it. So does the president, let's switching topics to the Capitol uh, break-in, does yeah. the president have any legal responsibility for this? Let me tell you why not. So there were thousands and thousands of people listening to his speech. 
from that group, only a relatively small number went to the Capitol. They all went legally initially protesting in front of the Capitol is perfectly legitimate from the group that was there legally. An even smaller group went inside. They committed a crime among those people. An even smaller group destroyed property and an even smaller group engaged in violence against people. So to say that the president directly caused what went on inside just just ignores the facts, ignores the facts. I have been I, I started warning when Donald uh, I mean, sorry, when uh, George W. Bush was in office, be very careful about domestic terror and the and the Patriot Act and how it can be used by one side or another to claim its enemies are domestic sure. terrorists. It's right. happening now, Alan. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, it, well, is anything going to stop this madness? Well, let me tell you, I got a call from a friend of mine in Israel who was so insulted that people use the word terrorism to describe what happened in the Capitol. My friend in Israel says, we know what terrorism is. It's going to a school in Malot and murdering 34 children in cold blood. It's blowing up an airplane. It's blowing up a bus. It's designed just to kill civilians. That's what terrorism is. This was not terrorism. This was not insubordination. This was not a resolution. This was not an insurrection. This was a, a violent riot, and the people who did it should be punished. But let's not elevate it above what it actually was. It was a well, terrible, terrible thing. The Department of not an insurrection or a revolution. The guy who was testifying yesterday to be confirmed uh, by the Senate for Department of Homeland Security said his number one uh, issue is going to be to root out domestic terrorism. And he's not talking about ISIS. He's talking about. No, of course. Yeah. The right. Yeah. Well, there's some on the left, too. I mean, oh, I yeah. think Antifa is a terrorist I agree with you. I agree. They would like to basically never allow anybody else to speak. They come right. and they protest when I speak and they threaten violence. And, um, you know, they're they're disorganized, but they're anarchists. So, you know, there's extremism on both sides. But terrorism has a particular meaning. It's designed to kill civilians, to target civilians in order to bring about a change in government policies. And this just was not that. Nobody set out to kill civilians. Tragically, they died along with police officers. But uh, it was not an act of deliberate domestic terrorism. Now, there may have been among the group some domestic terrorists, right. some people who are part of a terrorist organization. That we'll find out through investigation. But remember, the president used two words, peacefully, patriotically. That was his message. Do it peacefully and patriotically. When he says that, he obviously was appalled when the people committed the crimes they committed, and they ought to be punished for that. One, one last thing, Alan, because I know you have to run, but um, I, I'm very concerned. Um, the Democrats have now pledged to fight the rule, ensuring that banks will uh, continue to serve conservatives. That is so disturbing. And they're talking now about the fairness doctrine to get rid of right. people like me, right. who they say are inciting violence and domestic terrorism. Couldn't be further from the truth. And we are already seeing companies and everything else starting to back away, saying uh, I, it's just too dangerous of a situation. Yeah. Can't be by your side. Well, it's just like McCarthyism. That's what happened in McCarthyism. Um, uh, the, the people in power said to private citizens, 
don't have any association with anybody who's red, pink, anybody who we accuse and think is not uh, core American. And they did it. They established uh, uh, television uh, restrictions, uh, movie restrictions, blacklists, and we're repeating it. We're seeing it now on university campuses where they're trying to rescind the degrees of students who they don't like uh, because they were associated with the Trump administration. They're trying to rescind my uh, emeritus professorship, which I earned for 50 years of teaching because I defended the president on the floor of the Senate, which was a great privilege for me to do as a constitutional lawyer. And uh, there's no stopping them unless we stop them now, because they're our future leaders. So how do we do years from now? How do we do that? How do we do that? I use the word I use the word fight back. People will say, well, he must be asserting violence. Fight back is a metaphor. It just means that we have to resist and we have to uh, answer in the marketplace of ideas. I fight back by writing articles and by being on shows like this and expressing my points of view. But we can't just take it sitting down. We can't just accept a new McCarthyism and a new form of censorship. That would be wrong for America, wrong for the First Amendment, wrong for our Constitution. And we have an obligation to uh, to to be better than they are. Is it is. Is this what it America felt like in the early 50s and 60s? Do you even remember that? Well, in the, I do, of course. I'm 82 years old. I was a student body president at Brooklyn College during McCarthyism. And I, although I was a fervent anti-communist, I defended the right of teachers and speakers to speak out. And, uh, and I was attacked for it. People said, oh, you're a fellow traveler. No, no, I wasn't. I just believed in the First Amendment. So it is very much like the 50s, not the 60s. The 60s were different. But the middle 50s was very much like this when McCarthy was still uh, having the power and control that he had. Mm. Alan Dershowitz, thank you very much. Appreciate it. My pleasure. You can follow him uh, and watch his podcast, The Dersh Show. Uh, His website is uh, alan-dershowitz.com or follow him on Twitter at Alan Dersh. I'm surprised they haven't silenced him yet. I mean... The great thing about Alan Dershowitz is when somebody pisses you off occasionally or half the time, you know they're at least telling the truth as they understand it. Somebody you agree with all the time and never pisses you off, probably not your your uh, your best voice to listen to. Don't you just find people like that uninteresting that just never say anything you disagree with? I just I, I will say the same thing with a leftist that never say anything I agree with. Like we talked about Bill Maher a little bit lately, lately, about twice a year. Bill Maher says something and you're like, hell yeah, he's right on that. Yeah. And it keeps even though he's wrong almost all the time. You don't. He's still an interesting person because he, he will at least occasionally surprise you. Correct. So often uh, you, we don't have that anymore. I think you have that with Alan Dershowitz. Like sometimes he says stuff that I don't agree with, but he, he's obviously really smart. And and, and it and makes over, me look into what he says. Yeah. I want to know. When I yeah, disagree with him, I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. why do I disagree with him? He's he's well thought out. So I I really want to look in into this. You know, it's amazing to me that, you know, he was just talking about the the McCarthy era and how, you know, it's like the 1950s when when McCarthy still had the power. Who really has that power now? 
I mean, it's it's not led by one guy. It's not led by one figure in Congress. This is led by the mob. This is this is not the government saying, hey, don't have anything to do with these people. I mean, it may turn into that, but this is the mob. This is this is self-imposed, self-imposed by by extra constitutional people. So, I mean, it's not like the 1950s. Uh, It's it's uh, it's more insidious than that. Uh, by the way, have you seen what they've done to the Capitol? Because you're not supposed to go to the Capitol today. Um, they have, what is it, 22,000 uh, National Guard troops. We are covering all of it. Uh, and you, if you're watching us now, you'll be able to see we're in, what, 45 minutes. We're going to be going to the coverage uh, and providing commentary. And we're going to try really hard not to be sarcastic. <laughs> we will try. We'll yeah. do our best. Yeah, we'll we're not best. promising yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, another guy, Glenn, on this front is Glenn Greenwald. Um, yes. Who again? I disagree with strongly uh, often, but he occasionally like points out things. And you're just like, wow, that really makes uh, makes a lot of sense. And he's an interesting person. Listen to this observation yesterday because you mentioned all the troops. Um, two New York Times editors lost their jobs in the summer because they published an op-ed by a U.S. senator advocating a measure roughly 50 percent of Americans supported: deploy troops to quell unrest. Now Washington, D.C. is fully militarized with troops and everyone seems to be perfectly happy about it. I know. I mean, it is remarkable that that was such a crazy opinion to bring in troops just to make sure people aren't burning buildings down. That was so crazy just a few months ago to everyone on the left that they had to fire the people who approved the op-ed by a U.S. senator. And now, again, and I would agree that it's it's important to make sure this is a secure event. I have no problem with what the, what the what D.C. looks like for a few days here. Uh, but... The idea that the left is now cheering this on because of such a a damaging um, threat of the right, because it's the right, it's okay to bring the troops in to protect the people. Because it's important people in D.C., it's okay to use force to protect them as opposed to some business owner uh, in Minneapolis. It really is pathetic. It really is. So last time uh, we had an inauguration uh, in 2017 with Donald Trump, um, there were 5,000 National Guard troops. Did you even know that? No. Yeah, 5,000. And I want to I just take you back. I'm going to take a one-minute break, and then I want to take you back to 2017 and listen to the news reports for this day four years ago. Back in just a minute. First, got a challenge for you. If you're like most people, there are probably some things that you change about your life if it wasn't too big of a hassle to do and, you know, it was worth it, well, that probably applies to your mobile plan. You know, you just don't want to get in there and fiddle around, you know, and maybe save some money, but it's not as good or, you know, uh, it's just a massive hassle to switch. Nope. All of that is gone. Now the challenge Take a bit of time today and go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. I just want you to look and see what they have. I think you're going to like what you see. Switching to Patriot Mobile with confidence. They use the same network as the larger providers, but they charge a lot less. Plus, they'll take some of their profits and they donate to conservative constitutional causes. Unlike Verizon, that's you know helping fund abortions. Um, donate to conservative causes 
Get great service. Switching is super easy. You can keep your own phone number or bring your phone or buy a new one. Build your own bundle with multiple Lime discounts, and you're going to save big. And if you're a veteran or first responder, you're going to save even more. This month, Premier Activation, uh, Activization, Activation. They're going to turn it on for you, okay? Uh, and you'll get a, spe- a special gift with the offer code BECK. Same service, lower price, values you believe in. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. 972 Patriot. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, I want to, uh, I don't have an update uh, of the uh, SOT sheet, but can we start with just some of the coverage from 2017? Listen. Burning cars and smashed windows. A small group of protesters dressed in black, their faces covered, armed with hammers and bricks. Facing off with thousands of officers on site, many in riot gear, confronting them with flashbang grenades and pepper spray. All of a sudden, the police officers started to spray pepper spray and they got our audio technician. They're coming. see us running because they're going to throw more flashbangs. So that's NBC covering this. Um, lots of arrests, lots of violence, uh, police officers were hurt, uh, but they covered it. And you'll notice, let, let me go, I, I think maybe ABC's coverage. Listen to this one. Not everyone gathered here in Washington today came to celebrate President Trump's inauguration. Protesters lined part of the parade route. And in some parts of the Capitol, there were confrontations with police. And tomorrow here in Washington, a women's march and demonstrations mm. planned across this country. ABC's David Curley witnessed the protests firsthand. The anger reaching a boiling point in the nation's the capital after President Trump took the oath of office. Police in riot gear facing off against the protesters just six blocks from the inaugural parade. Mm. Unleashing pepper spray, concussion grenades, all to disperse the crowd. They've been using pepper spray out of canisters. So you have the bulk of the protesters right here. And here's the police line right at 13th. Trash cans and then Burning three American vehicles flag. set on fire. Hmm. Two vehicles have been ignited. The fire folks have just moved in. Many of the protesters cloaked in black with their faces covered. The protesters had filled the street with several trash cans and now police and fire are trying to move them out of the way. So that's the peaceful inauguration on uh, Donald Trump. I'd be shocked if that kind of stuff was happening from the from the right today. And if it does, I disavow it uh, in advance. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, but it happened last time. And remember, it was because they were angry because that wasn't their president. And so they did those things. Uh, and they set cars on fire. I, I loved the headline that I read today from 2017 that said, Limo catches fire. Limo catches fire? What, just how? Spontaneously just <laughs> starts burning? No. The windows were thrown out and Molotov cocktail was thrown in and they burned it down. They burned police cars, this limousine. But I love the fact that it was Limo catches fire 
Do we know there wasn't a large magnifying glass above the limo at any no, time? We, you know, we also don't know because maybe Bill Gates was using that that big spy thing that he's going to do to you know reduce the mm-hmm. the sunlight on Earth oh, for global warming. That's right. Maybe he tried it with a magnifying glass first, and it happens, and they yeah. never cover it. Never. And they never cover never it. cover no. those Bill Gates giant magnifying glasses <laughs> in space. They don't. They don't. And I. I resent them for that. Um, all right. we uh, Our coverage of Inauguration Day and your phone calls. What are you grateful for for the last four years? Next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Um, have you had that moment yet? You know, the one where you sit down at the table in the kitchen with a giant pair of sharp scissors and one by one cut up all your credit cards because you don't want to get into that kind of debt. Uh, or maybe it's the debt that you've already gotten into. Credit cards might be just about the worst, but they are not far behind uh, some of the really the variety of debt that you can find yourself in behind the eight ball. If you're trying to be fiscally responsible or you're trying to get out of debt, please call American financing. Just refinancing your mortgage or doing a consolidation loan is probably the best and easiest answer. I told you earlier today that the the Democrats say they're going to fight the uh, rule that insists that banks continue to service conservatives. I've told you for a while, it's going to get harder and harder to get financing. Call American Financing today, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. It already looks like the left is going to be cracking down on conservative media. Will you be able to hear conservative voices? Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Save 30 bucks on your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We are so glad that you are here. Oh, let me, you know, let me play some uh, coverage that you will not be getting on The Blaze or on my program today. Here's MSNBC from last night uh, when they're talking about Biden and uh, Kamala Harris. Thinking about all of those folks who just for the moment, the nation shared their grief. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a first step. What a beautiful step. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm reminded of the psalmist, you know. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Um, Maybe the death will speak to us now. Maybe they can rest now. Wow. So uh, I think he's I think he's comparing Biden to God. I'm 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 pretty sure. Pretty sure. I don't know if it's a comparison as much as just saying that he he is God. (laughs) <laughs> That's kind of more of just an outright endorsement of right. him as the savior. Right, yeah. Uh, which is fine. It, that, that is the overwhelming attitude of the media today. Do we happen to have the uh, CNN uh, audio of the lights on the reflecting pool like an extension of Joe Biden's arms embracing America? <laughs> I don't, you know what? Let's go to the phones instead. Let me go to Luke in <laughs> Ohio. Hello, Luke. How are you? Not too bad, Glenn. How you doing? Big fan. Love your show, man. Thank you. Thank you. I I just want to say that I think the biggest thing that he's taught us or showed us is that we got hope. We got hope that the common man can make it to the position that he did and actually make some change. 
we we all we all talk about unity, but no one ever brings up the hope and the good things anymore. I think we need to start reflecting more on what's good about the whole four years that we had. If we should be privileged, we had it. But let's look next to keep and hold for the next two years and bringing America a little bit closer together. But the hope that it gives us that we can get into the positions like he is. Like me, I'm hoping to get into one of my local positions, like maybe local county board. Good for you. School board. Good for you. We, we, need to, we, need to, we need to start thinking more along the lines of that and getting on the offensive instead of always being on the defensive. Uh-huh. I completely, completely agree with you, Luke. That's a great positive attitude to take. When you look at Donald Trump and what he gave us over the last four years, he gave a lot of people hope. Um, I, I'm one that I never believed that you could actually get to become president after I only got this after I worked at CNN and Fox News. I never thought the average person could actually become president because there were gatekeepers. Donald Trump broke down those gatekeepers, uh, and uh, and it, it is truly a, a great moment. And he also gave us, um, at least me, more strength to fight. That guy never sat down. No matter what was going on, he never stopped fighting. And uh, no matter what they threw at him, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, we're just watching the Capitol as uh, they're starting to uh, uh, stream in now for the swearing in. Um, we have uh, the inauguration ceremony begins in, uh, I think, about 25 minutes. We'll cover it while we're on the air. Let me go to Dave in Maryland. Hello, Dave. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Um, just wanted to, I'm doing good. I um, wanted to say that um, you ask politicians all the time how their soul is. Mm-hmm. And imagine any of those guys going through the four years of investigations that President Trump did. I'm thankful that he went to D.C. and he never lost his soul. I will tell you that um, it is remarkable all of the investigations that they did, they spent four years and how many? $40 million on investigations. Um, and they would have taken anything, anything, and nothing comes up. I mean, that to me is remarkable because Donald Trump is not the guy four years ago that I said, oh, yeah, you could investigate him all day long and you're not going to find nothing. <laughs> no. And for that to happen, and I think that's why he could walk with such confidence all the way through and take those slings and arrows, because he knew they're not going to find anything. And and that's the way you can you can walk when you know that you don't have anything on me. Let me go to Vanessa in Texas. Donald Trump, as he's flying over the country to go home. Uh, and no longer be the president in just a little while, uh, about an hour or two from now. Uh, Vanessa, what did you take away from the Trump administration? Hi, Glenn. Good morning. It's good to talk to you this morning. Thank you. One of the main things that I'm so grateful for that he did was he opened my eyes to everything that's been going on in our country. Prior to him taking office in four years, 
I truthfully could care less about what was going on in our country, but he motivated me and he made me stand firm in what I believe in. He actually made me discover what I truly believe in. Wow. And I think he equipped us, he equipped us all with the knowledge and confidence that we as Americans need to proceed, especially now with the next four years coming up. And I just feel like now I feel more, you know, confident and strong in what I believe in. Good. And I thank Trump for that. Thank you, Vanessa. I think this goes to what I was saying last hour, that we are stronger because of Donald Trump. And we're also stronger because now of Biden. We will be even stronger at the end of Joe Biden's term as people, as a country. I don't know. But as people, we are going to be pushed up and we will see the days of testing are coming. And I've told you this before. If you don't stand up now, you're not going to stand up. If you if you if you um, cower from the fear of possible um, separation from society or possibly being fired or possibly being disliked by somebody, you are never going to stand up. Because now is the time. It's not going to get easier. It's going to get harder. And if you choose, well, I don't want to say anything at this point. It's only going to get worse if you don't stand up. If we all stand up and stand together, and I mean all of us stand up. We, we have got to find the good Democrats. This is why we can't act in anger. Because there's a bigger principle. It's not about Joe Biden. It's not even about socialism. It's about the right to speak your mind. It's the right to petition your government. It's the right to vote for somebody and not have the other party call you a domestic terrorist. And so we have to be well-reasoned, really well thought out. We have to educate ourselves because we need to stand together with Democrats who will say, okay, okay, this is the McCarthy stuff. We don't want to go down that road again. And if we're unreasonable or we can't make an articulate case, if we get into, into discussions and they turn into an argument and we're like, well, well, you people, well, I don't remember. I, I just know that that's what's true. We're done. We're done. We have to educate ourselves, continue to do that, and we're going to be forced to. We're going to be forced to. Last night, David Barton and I were talking about um, the, um, uh, the first class, which I think is happening in February. We already have 1,000 people on the waiting list to get in. Um, there's going to be, I think, about 400 people that are coming to the first one and 1,000 people on the waiting list. But I would go to mercuryone.org right now and sign up for the American Journey classes. It's also going to be online. Um, but, but we are going to do our best to educate you. And it, it's a th the first one is a three-day marathon. And it's free. It's going to be free online. But it's a three-day marathon. And I'm telling you, you will be able to find original resources you're going to be able to uh articulate what you really believe you'll know what you believe in after those three days and you'll be on the track to be able to really set yourself up to really learn and teach yourself 
Yeah, and I think that's important, right? You have to. Rem- I think sometimes when you have your guy in office, quote unquote, you feel like you don't need to do a lot of these things. You know, we saw that with like preparation, where people would like when Trump got in, it was like, oh, okay, phew, everything's okay. I don't have to prepare for anything bad anymore. And yeah. then you know, COVID nineteen had nothing to do. You know, Donald Trump didn't go to a Wuhan market and eat a bat, right? <laughs> like you know, it's just a matter he of he like, probably did. Pro- you know, that's what, what extremists I, do. I do expect that to be on MSNBC later today. Yeah. Now, <laughs> um, but like you know, preparing yourself and coming up with a foundation. I remember Glenn, you took heat at the end of the Obama administration. Um, for saying from the right for saying that at the end of the day barack obama made you a better man you did and and what you meant by that was not that he made the country great or that his policies were good in it challenged you in spite of himself (laughs) in spite of everything that he did he challenged me and so i was a better man at the end because i learned i was forced to learn look nothing worthwhile comes easy and America, it's been easy for decades, relatively easy for decades. Compared to world history, it certainly has. Oh, yeah. And it's just now really starting to get hard. Well, that's, it will always, your toughest days, go think back to when you, you know, you were really struggling, or maybe you don't have to think of yesterday, when you were really struggling and you couldn't make ends meet and Everything was falling apart and you just didn't know really who you were or how you were going to survive. If you've passed those days, most likely, and you're, you know, five years past at least, most likely you will look back on those times as some of the best times of your life. Um, Even though you didn't enjoy them, you don't want them coming back. You changed as a person. And you knew what you were capable of, and it pushed you up against the wall, and you survived. You're stronger. That's the period we're going into now. And we're going to need to be stronger uh, because we have to fight our own party as well as, uh, as the extremists in the Democratic Party. And we have to know our argument. It's going to be... A very tough four years, but it is going to be better for all of us in the end. Whether the Republic weathers it really is going to have a lot to do with how we handle ourselves beginning today. Um, I prayed for Barack Obama every day of his presidency. I prayed that uh, the people surrounding him and his policies that were destructive to freedom would fail. But I prayed for his safety and I prayed for him to have a change of heart. And I prayed for me to have a change of heart if I were wrong about something and I could see the better side of him. That's what we need to start doing today, because that's what Americans are supposed to do. This is what sets us apart from the rest he's our guy and i don't have to support his policies but uh let's not treat him the way they have treated donald trump i refuse to become everything i despise 
All right. Sponsor this half hour. Uh, it comes from Anne in Oklahoma. She's one of those crazy people. Oh, I love to exercise. I don't get it. Anne. Look, I mean, personally, people who exercise, people who jog, domestic terrorists. Uh, but, you know, hey, I'm going to be tolerant. Anyway, Anne started uh, noticing over time that when she was doing her upper body workouts, you do upper body too? Her shoulder was hurting more and more each time. Eventually, uh, over the course of several years, it got so she couldn't do her upper body workouts anymore. (laughs) That's where I am, you know. Um, I would have seen that as a sign from God. Hey, no more gym. But she wasn't like that. So she wanted to get out of pain so she could go back to the gym. She decided to try Relief Factor. And you know the story. After a few weeks, she said the pain went away. She's back to working out. Geez, you can lead an exercise nut to a couch, but you can't make them sit. I mean, I don't get it. Relief Factor, not a drug developed by doctors, and you can get the three-week quick start for only $19.95. If you want a drug-free and natural way to get your life back like I did, like Ann did, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Tonight on Glenn TV. Glenn reacts live to Joe Biden's inauguration with special guests Megyn Kelly, Dave Rubin, and Allie Beth Stuckey. With America at a crossroads, where do conservatives go from here? Glenn and his guests answer the big questions facing our nation. Watch Beyond Biden's Inauguration, How We Save America. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Well, uh, all of the uh, past presidents that are alive. Uh, well, I don't think Jimmy Carter is there. Uh, gosh darn it. What a oof. Couldn't, would love to see him every four years. Um, he is. Uh, they're all there except for Donald Trump. Air Force One is just touched down in Florida. Uh, and um, Bush is there. Oof. Obama is there. I'd say there's a lot of social distancing going on between these past presidents. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You notice that? Uh-huh. I mean, they are wearing masks and they are outdoors, which mm-hmm. I would say is probably but plenty of precautions. to each other. They are, they are, they social distance the audience and the seating, but they're yeah. just going up and shaking each other's hands and talking two inches away from each and other. So it, I don't know if it, is, it is weird. There is no one there. There is yeah. no public there. It's just officials. Unlike anything I've ever seen, uh, I mean, I think we'd have to go back and look at World War one yeah they say it's it's the smallest audience in the history of the country for an inauguration wow uh we're gonna <laughs> the give population's you some, increased quite a bit from the old days gonna too. give you a little history of the day coming up